I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. It's time to be ready. As spring comes to an end, Utah is gearing up for summer. And like many western states, that means preparing for continued drought and more wildfires. So how can you prepare your family and your home in case of a wildfire? Really pleased to have joining us on the show today, Benjamin Donner. He's the executive director of the Central and Southern Utah chapter of the American Red Cross of Utah. Benjamin, thanks for joining us. Hey, good afternoon, Boyd. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, with the, obviously with the continued drought, weather conditions, uh, all the predictions for summer, uh, what kind of wildfire season uh, should we be expecting this year? You know, this has been such an important topic recently that I think I think something that's interesting to a lot of us here in our community is we see a lot of the greenery that's happening right now, the rain that's turning everything green. But I think we, we miss that there is still a tremendous danger there. And oftentimes we might become lax in our preparation and our safety. And, and so this messaging right now is so timely, so important. Yeah, so let's start with that in terms of how we can best prepare our homes to withstand the effects of wildfires. They often, you know, as we're, we, we build these homes all the way up into the, the foothills, uh, that, that puts uh, a lot of things right in the path there. What should we be doing to prepare on the front end? So really, as we, as we look at our homes, if you're in an area that, that's in danger of a potential wildfire, making sure that your property is clean, that you don't have a lot of bushes, a lot of weeds up against the home. Always make sure that there's a barrier there. That's one of the most important things uh, that, that we oftentimes don't think about. Uh, making sure that we have a plan, that's one of the most important is having thought through that already, having already talked about that with our families that if something were to happen, what would we do? Don't leave it for that moment to try to figure it out. And, and that's one of, the, one of the most important tips that we can share with our community here. Yeah, opportunity always favors the prepared, even when that opportunity is a catastrophe. <laughs> uh, that's when it's really uh, yeah. important to, to be out in front. And uh, as we look at that, sometimes, you know, we have it where, okay, there's probably enough of a buffer where, you know, maybe my home's not going to be in peril. 
but what are some of those other things that we should be thinking about, as you as you said, Benjamin, in terms of being out in front so that when that panic moment sets in, we already know what to do? So having having that kit, one of the one of the most uh, widely discussed topics of Be Ready Utah is making sure that we have a kit for each member of our family, and and that that's up to date. That we're checking it regularly. That we know where it is, easy to get, easy to grab in the event that there was an emergency. Taking those precautions seriously when when some of our incredible firefighters come through the area saying, hey, we need to evacuate, taking that seriously, acting on that, they are the experts. So, so having our family already know that if that were to ever happen, we are going to take that seriously. We're not just going to, quote, unquote, write it out, uh, but we will take that advice. We will follow those directions. And then if we have a little bit of time, something that I learned recently that I, that has truly benefited my own family is let's say I only have a minute or two that I need to get out. I've got my go bag, that, that kit that's already prepared for each member of my family. Let's say I have five or 10 minutes. What are those things that I'm going to think about? What are those things that I want to make sure I grab that I take care of? And having a list that I can grab and already having thought through that, it makes it to where I'm not just running around in circles in my home trying to figure out what to do in that moment. Yeah, just making that a natural reaction. If you've got a list, you can you can plow through that and know how much time you have uh, as opposed to just randomly thinking, well, what else should I grab? What else should I take? Uh, you can be much more focused, uh, and that, that focus is so critical in, in those moments. And I think having that... Uh, also has to change the dynamics in terms of your confidence uh, in that moment that you don't panic that you don't end up you know tripping over the chair or, or hurting yourself in other in other ways but just being able to keep that calmness uh, has got to be a nice byproduct of just having that uh, preparation all set without question that that's something that that would also build confidence where where children are involved. Um, another aspect that we need to think about that as an adult, we can think through things for the most part. We can figure those out, but especially in a time of, of chaos and a time of, of emergency, our, the, the children that may be involved, if they can feel that confidence that, that the family, that that area already has a plan, that's going to help them through that as well. Wow, fantastic. And then uh, let's shift a little broader now in terms of our neighborhoods and communities. What should our communities be preparing uh, in terms of helping people that may be displaced or injured, uh, especially if it were uh, a wildfire situation? One one of the most impressive aspects about our communities here in Utah, and I, I feel extremely fortunate is that neighbor helping neighbor. There are, there are times where we will uh, set up evacuation centers under the direction of the emergency managers, and, and we'll get individuals that come, but they're there for information, for water, or something like that. But we hear all the time that the neighbors and the family members are taking care of each other, getting to know our neighbors, knowing where our strengths are in our neighborhoods, who are the experts in, in XYZ, who knows uh, first aid, making sure that we ourselves are trained in CPR first aid, that we can be an asset and help instead of being potentially a liability. 
anything like that and that our neighbors are aware of that and just like in our, our own uh, families or businesses where we've talked about it, talk as neighbors. If there was something that were to happen, how would we respond? How could we help take care of each other? Uh, so much better to have that conversation ahead of time than in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else we should be thinking about or things that we tend not to talk about that we should be talking about as it relates to that preparedness? We, we're focused obviously on wildfires, but I will always take the opportunity of, of reinforcing the importance of our own smoke alarms in our homes. Those smoke alarms don't last forever. They're only typically good for about 10 years. So if they're, if they're too old, they need to be replaced. If you don't have them, the American Red Cross is more than willing to install smoke alarms where they are needed. Uh, we have an event coming up this month is very, very special to the Red Cross. It's our Sound the Alarm month. If you go to soundthealarm.org slash Utah, you can, you can register to volunteer to help in those areas that are vulnerable, but also let us know. Let us know if you need smoke alarms. We are more than willing to come help with that and help that added preparedness here for our community. Fantastic. Benjamin Donner is the executive director of the Central and Southern Utah chapter of the American Red Cross of Utah. Benjamin, great insight today. So important that we get uh, prepared, be ready. Uh, opportunity always favors the prepared. Thanks again for joining us. We'll go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. We'll come back some final thoughts. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.